What's up? I hope you are having a great day. It is time for more Shooting the Schmidt. I am your host here, Jonathan Smith. Going to be recapping all the playing games. The Hornets, or excuse me, the Pelicans and Spurs game just ended. The Hornets game ended earlier tonight. Cannot wait to get into it. But first, Double B, Bruce Buffer. Thank you, Bruce. I cannot wait to get into these play-in games. Oh my gosh, they've just been so awesome from the Nets game all the way to the final game tonight between the Pelicans and the Spurs. We are going to go in order here. We're going to start with the team that I picked to win it all. I put my stamp on it, the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I, after watching that game, I've come to this conclusion that it is absolutely impossible to stop the nets okay down the stretch of that game they ran the same play over and over and over and over again katie would get the ball at the top of the key bruce brown would come set a screen the Cavs would blitz kd katie would dump it over the top to bruce brown and now they're playing two on one and someone would help from the corner and bruce brown would kick it out for a wide open three or you know, Mobley would have to step up off of Nicholas Claxton, and he would lob it over the top to Claxton for an easy dunk. And they did it over and over and over again, and they just continued to score. I mean, it was incredible. The decision-making on Brown's part, I thought, was the most impressive thing during that sequence. I mean, they just they played great. And I don't really know how you defend it because you can't switch because then Kevin Durant's got you on an island, and I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want anybody on an island against Kevin Durant. And, you know, they can do the same thing with Kyrie, with him handling the ball. I mean, it is just, it's a problem. And I just, I don't know how people are going to stop them. That's part of the reason why I picked them to win the whole thing, because offensively they're just so imposing. And if Ben Simmons is able to come back, now instead of Bruce Brown being the role guy, it's Ben Simmons who brings even more defensively, who's a better finisher around the rim, who brings size, who brings more rebounding, even though I do love Bruce Brown and what he does for the Nets. He fits his role so well, and he's really kind of found a home there. And the crazy thing is, I haven't even talked about Kyrie. Okay, He's the most skilled player in the NBA. He can score from anywhere on the floor at any time he wants. He's just He's incredible to watch. And are there some questions about this Nets team defensively? Like, of course, but the shot making that they have on their team is better than anybody else in the playoffs. I don't think it's really close. I take that back. That's what you say when things are close. But I think people would agree that they they have the best shot making ability of, of anybody else in the playoffs, more than the Suns, more than the Celtics, more than, you know, whoever, right? And so that's why I like them. And yeah, I'm excited to see what Cleveland does against this Hawks team, especially since Jared Allen's probably going to be back. They really need him, especially on the back line. So that game's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to preview you know, the last two playing games tomorrow on tomorrow's pod, so we won't get into Friday's games too, too much. Moving on to the Clipper, Clippers and the Timberwolves, and it was the most entertaining game of the four. I mean, let's just be honest, okay? Like nights like last night are why I love Patrick Beverly. He took the Clippers... Not wanting to pay him personally, 
Yes, that's a reference to Michael Jordan. Anyway, <laughs> um, he took it personally, went out, was just the normal dog that he always is. Plays super intense defense, pulls down 11 rebounds as the smallest guy on the floor, defended, defended at a high level like he always does, forced two big turnovers late in the game to kind of put it away. I mean, he's just, he's awesome. He's all heart. He's all hustle. And how can you not root for a guy like that? You know, the guy who just leaves it out there all on the floor. I, I get that people don't like the celebration thing afterwards. That's just who Patrick Beverly is. Okay. Like, that's, he probably celebrates like that, you know, when he plays pickup. Like, that's just, that's just who he is. And I love that about him. I respect that about him. Yeah. You know, that game meant a lot to him, too, having, you know, just played for the, for the Clippers. Carl Anthony Towns really struggled. He's got to get better at handling double teams. Um, you know, it looked like he was pressing early on. I think that's why he struggled so much and started 0 of 7 from the floor. And yeah, he that, you know, combined with the way that the Clippers defended him, he just had one of the worst games of his career, man. Like, it was just a long, frustrating night for Cat. But hey, they got it done because the number one overall pick from a couple years ago Showed up, showed out, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, showing up, okay? Everybody loves to talk about LaMelo. Like, he's definitely the star of that draft class and currently is the best player in that draft class. But, man, you know Anthony Edwards hears it all the time. And he showed up last night, and he's like, hey, just a little reminder, I was the number one overall pick for a reason because of his ability to score the basketball. And he just got buckets all night Long okay, down the stretch, he and D'Angelo Russell basically just took turns with who was going to score. Okay, and scored 12 points in the final six minutes. Like, that's incredible, especially from a guy that young. He hit the big step back three, he had the dunk on the miscommunication, you know, from the Clippers, and he was just awesome. Okay, uh, D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell played great, you know, 26, 29 points, six assists, only turned it over once, kind of came out of a scoring slump there, shot the ball well from three. He was three of five. And now they're going to get to play the Grizzlies, which is going to be incredible. Two young, athletic teams going at it. Jaron Jackson Jr. Def- defending Cat. Patrick Beverly defending Ja. Bain defending, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards more than likely. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of athleticism. A game that's probably going to get up and down the floor. Going to be a lot of fun just to watch that series. Could, could, could be the most entertaining of all of the first round series. And then tonight's games, you know, the Hawks and the Hornets. Look, Trey Young's ability to affect the game, it just it continues to amaze me because he's he's tiny. You know, he didn't shoot the ball very well. He was doubled for most of the game. You know, which is a really questionable strategy, I think, if you're playing against Trey Young because yes, he can score the basketball, not saying that he can't, but his weapon is definitely more of his playmaking ability, which I think just speaks to his playmaking ability cuz like I said, he does score the ball extremely well he's one of the best passers in the nba i'll be honest i'd rather let him launch step back threes than allow him to set up his teammates kind of like what he did tonight he had 11 assists tonight you know he didn't shoot it well from three or he didn't shoot it well at all he was eight of 24 from the floor one of seven from three but he was able to set up for his teammates and that's what he wants to do anyway and man his teammate shot the ball well so if you take away you know trey shot attempts and made shots and all that the Hawks shot 60% from the floor and 60% from three, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't care who you are. If role players shoot like that, I don't care who you're playing. Good luck. That's a tough That's a tough game to win. And watching them play against the Cavaliers, that's going to be a lot of fun. 
as of right now, if, you know, I had to put money on it, I would take the Hawks. I think the Hawks are the better team. They've really kind of figured it out. They are 15 and 7 in their last 22 games. And yeah, you know, the Hornets moving on to them. They just need another scorer. Okay, LaMelo is definitely more of a playmaker than a scorer as of right now in his career. Miles Bridges has gotten better, but he just isn't quite to that reliable scoring level yet. Terry Rozier is streaky. Gordon Hayward can't stay on the floor. You know, they they need a legit second option who you can know, like, he's going to be on the floor every night, and I know he's going to give me 25. You know, like, they need that kind of guy until LaMelo's scoring, you know, reaches its full potential because I do think he has the ability to be a good scorer in, in the NBA. But most importantly, the second option has got to be able to play off the ball so, so that LaMelo can do what he does best, and that's, you know, set up his teammates. And so they're they're close, though, to being a legit playoff team. They're just they're one, maybe two pieces away. Final game of the night, the Spurs and the Hornets. I'll just be honest. This is what I saw. The Horn or not the Hornets. Golly, I'm going to call them that for forever. The Pelicans, excuse me. The Pelicans are just more talented. There's just there's no other way around it. You know, the CJ McCollum played great. Valanciunas was awesome. Brandon Ingram played extremely well. And look, those three guys just dominated the game for the Pelicans. Like, if you list the four best players in that game, it's DeJounte Murray in, in, in any order. DeJounte Murray, CJ McCollum, Honus Valanciunas, and Brandon Ingram. Like, those are the four best players. Three of them play for the Pelicans, and that was pretty imminent tonight when we watched the game. And it's just, it's so hard to not wonder how good this team would be if Zion was willing to play. Because, I mean, he would just, he'd be so great. I don't know. A CJ McCollum, Zion pick and roll would just be awesome. Um, Oh, man, it would be so much fun to watch. But he doesn't want to play. So it's it's fine. It's okay. I like this Pelicans team. They play hard. Brandon Ingram has gotten better. I mean, he's continued to improve. Problem is he's in New Orleans, so we don't pay him much attention. And, yeah, with the Spurs, they just aren't quite there yet. Okay, they need a couple more pieces talent-wise. There's just a real talent gap, which I think speaks to Greg Popovich's ability to coach. It speaks to DeJounte Murray's ability to get his teammates involved and get them good shots. But they're they're close. They just aren't quite they just aren't quite there yet. They're in a very similar boat to the Hornets, even though I'd definitely say that the Charlotte Hornets are closer than the Spurs are. So that's gonna do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again tomorrow to preview the Hawks and the Cavaliers and the Clippers and the Pelicans. So once again, that's gonna do it here. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back again to preview those games for you tomorrow.